Recorded live. This is 10.35 p.m. on Sunday, December 31st, 2017. Good evening, everyone. This is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. And tonight, of course, we get set to bring you our weekly lineup here in the WCWS Radio Network. More importantly, though, of course, this is the final WWS Radio Network broadcast for the year 2017. As we look forward to, of course, tomorrow starting a brand new year in 2018, we will let you know what we will have, what we will have on tap, and what we will look forward to here in the year 2018. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we did have some technical difficulties yesterday with our episode of WWS Power Hour due to our main computer here at WWS HQ freezing up. Uh, the problem has since been resolved, so what we're going to do is we're going to revamp that wrestling history and bring you the, and bring you, like I said, another version of that, of, of, of yesterday's wrestling history. Then, of course, we'll bring you the history here for the final day of the year, December 31st. Then, of course, we'll be running down all of our, the line of the, for all of our shows for this week here in the WWS Radio Network. And also, of course, we'll throw out a couple of pieces of uh, wrestling news tidbits <clears throat> to, of course, close out the show. And hopefully we'll have be able to give you an update on the number of downloads for all of our shows here from this past week here in the radio network. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get things started. Uh, Like I said, this is the wrestling history for yesterday, December the 30th, uh, due to some technical difficulties on Power Hour last yesterday afternoon. Uh, We are going to finish off doing that first, and then we will uh, bring you, of course, the wrestling history for uh, today. Uh, 20 years ago today, put it in 1997, on Raw. 27, 20 years ago yesterday, this is yesterday's ladies and my apologies. Yes, 20 years ago yesterday on Raw's War from New Haven, Connecticut, Jeff Jarrett defeated Barry Windham to win the NWA North American Heavyweight title. <clears throat> let's see, uh, 19 years ago today, which would put it at, uh, let me see, 1998, longtime promoter Sam Muchnick sadly passed away of internal bleeding in his home of St. Louis, Missouri. He was 93 years old. Born Jeshua Mushnik on August 22, 1905, in Ukraine, he and his family moved to St. Louis at, when he was only six years old. After moving, his father changed his name to Sam as he thought Jeshua was inappropriate for a Jewish kid. After graduating high school, Mushnik worked for the U.S. Postal Service for a couple of years before joining the St. Louis Times in 1926. He covered the hometown Cardinals as well as professional wrestling, which is how he met Midwest promoter Tom Pax. After the Times and St. Louis Star merged, he would leave the paper to work as Pax's publicist. The two were together for nearly a decade, 
I had a falling out after getting stiff following a promotion of a General Lewis title fight in 1941. The bout drew a $14,000 profit, but Sam only saw $200 of it. Sam would enlist in the Air Force in 1942 after doing some shows, but when he returned from service, Pac still had the clout in the Midwest he had when Sam left. Yushik's first wrestling card was in December 1945 at the Kiel Auditorium that drew over 3,700 fans. In mid-1948, <clears throat> Mushnick, along with promoters Pinky, Pinky George and Tony Stetcher, came up with the idea of a new wrestling union. Of course, never mind that at the time, one had, all, uh, had already existed in the National Wrestling Association. Their idea was a collaboration of promoters who would share the bookings of the world champion and top wrestlers while splitting the gate. The three promoters with two others, and also Orville Brown would then form the National Wrestling Alliance in Waterloo, Iowa, with Brown as his first champion. Their first big acquisition was Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. The second big acquisition was the National Wrestling Association, as the two NWAs became one, with Luthez's NWA was being outdrawn consistently by Mushnick's NWA. It wasn't all that bad for Lou. He would unify the two NWA world titles in November of 1949. Mushnick would be elected NWA president in 1950, a position he held for 22 of the next 25 years, often elected, elected unanimously. While in office, he formed the St. Louis Wrestling Club, produced Wrestling at the Chase, Chase excuse me, for KPLR-TV, one of the longest-running wrestling shows in TV history, running from 1959 to 1983, and signed agreements with territories in Mexico, the Far East, Europe, and the Caribbean. He also had he also scouted talents such as Terry Funk, Dory Funk Jr., Ric Flair, and Harley Race, all of whom would eventually become NWA World Champions. Mushnick promoted cards until his retirement on January the 1st, 1982. After his retirement, the NWA's power base eroded. Vincent Mann left the group and expanded the World Wrestling Federation to a national company, while Jim Crockett Jr. sold his shares to Ted Turner, who would create World, Champion, World Championship Wrestling, of course, WCW. He was inducted into the first Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame class in 1996 and posthumously inducted into the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2003. The NWA Hall of Fame in 2005, and the St. Louis Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2007. Just a year before he died, Mushnick was made one last major public appearance. One of his last major public appearances, excuse me, at the WWF Bad Blood in Your House pay per view. 17 years ago today, I put it the year 2000 in Galt. I'm sorry, Gate, California. Christopher Daniels defeated Donovan Morgan to win the All-Pro Wrestling's King of the Indies Tournament. Daniels and Morgan would become the first Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions two years later. Uh, let's see here. Fourteen years ago today, which we put it at 2003, at a SmackDown taping in Laredo, Texas, Rey Mysterio defeated Tajiri to win the WWE Cruiserweight title. Ten years ago today, 2007, Ring of Honor presented final battle from the Manhattan Center in New York City. Here are the matches that took place at this event. The Vulture Squad, Ruckus and Jigsaw, defeated Matt Cross and Bobby Fish. Larry Sweeney defeated Claudio Casaganola, who, of course, we now know as Cesaro. 
Jack Evans defeated Necro Butcher in a no DQ match. <clears throat> Nakamichi Marafuji defeated Davey Richards. The Hangman Three, Adam Pierce, Brett Albright, Brent Albright, and DJ Whitmer defeated Delirious Kevin Steen and El Generico in a tables are legal match. Of course, you know Kevin Steen now is Kevin Owens. Rocky Romero defeated Ernie Osiris. Eric Stevens defeated Roderick Strong to win the SIP World Heavyweight title. Brian Danielson, of course you know Daniel Bryan, defeated Austin Aries, Chris Hero with Sweet and Sour Ink in his corner, and Takeshi Morishima in a four-way fray to earn a Ring of Honor World Championship match at ROH 6th anniversary. And the age of the fall, Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black, of course Tyler Black is now Seth Rollins, defeated the Briscoe brothers, Jay and Mark Briscoe, to win the ROH World Tag Team titles. <clears throat> See, eight years ago, yesterday, actually, my apologies for saying today, it's actually yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, eight years ago today, put it at 2009, we sadly lost a, a great wrestling legend. Dr. Death Steve Williams sadly passes away of throat cancer at St. Anthony Central Hospital in Denver, Colorado. He was only 49 years old. Born May 14, 1960 in Lakewood, Colorado, he was a three-sport athlete in high school at Lakewood High, wrestling, playing football, and was a part of the track team for all four years. Williams went to and graduated from the University of Oklahoma in 1981, where he also wrestled. He made it to the finals of an NCAA tournament, losing to Bruce Baumgartner, who would go on to medal in four Summer Olympics, including gold in 84 and 92 in freestyle, in freestyle wrestling. Williams knew he was heading into the profe- for the professional ranks, in fact, he had a nickname ready to go, Dr. Death. So named for his junior high school wrestling days when he wrestled in a hockey goalie's mask. After training under Bill Watts and Buddy Landale, Williams began wrestling for Watts at Mid-South Wrestling in 1982. Three years later, he was in his first major feud, teaming with Ted DiBiase against Eddie Gilbert and the Nightmare. Williams would capture the, re- the renamed Universal Wrestling Federation heavyweight title from Big Bubba Rogers, who, of course, was the late big boss man, in 1986. The company would be bought out by Jim Crockett the next year, and Williams was one of the few people that benefited from the sale. After initially feuding with Kevin Sullivan's Varsity Club, Williams would join the group in late 1988. He and Sullivan would win the NWA United States Tag Team titles, and a few months later, he and fellow Varsity Club member Mike Rotunda won the NWA World Tag Team titles from the Road Warriors. The duo would be, stripped, would be stripped of the titles in May 1989, and the Varsity Club disbanded. He would team with Terry Gordy to form the Miracle Violence Connection, and the duo would win the, NW, the WCW and NWA World Tag Team Championships from the Steiners and the team of Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham, respectively, in a one-week span. They held them until September 1992, when they lost the Unified Championships back to Rhodes and Windham. The highlight of Williams' WCW run came in December 1992 when he wrestled in place of Rick Rude against Ron Simmons for the WCW World Heavyweight title. Williams lost by DQ and would leave WCW shortly thereafter. Steve would become one of the most successful gaijins or foreign wrestlers in Japanese wrestling history during his run in All Japan Pro Wrestling, winning their Triple Crown Heavyweight title, eight tag team championships with four different partners, five of the eight with Terry Gordy, and win the World's Strongest Tag Determination League in 1990, 1991, and 2000. 
Williams also won their annual Cora Kewen Hall Heavyweight Battle Royal in 1995 and 2000. Williams was also a part of, the, of three five-star bouts as rated by Wrestling Observer Newsletter, including the 1996 Match of the Year, which was him and Johnny Ace, who of course you now know him as John Laurinaitis, versus Mitsuhara Misawa and Jun Nakayama on June the 7th. He also won a full decade without being clearly pinned. That run came to an end in February 1997 during his brief run in ECW at Crossing the Line again. He defeated Axel Rotten in about two minutes, but would lose an impromptu ECW World title match moments later to the champion at that time, Raven. In 1998, Williams landed in the WWF and participated in their Brawl for All tournament, a legitimate fighting tournament. Expected to win the t- tournament and challenge Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF title, Williams suffered a torn hamstring in the semifinal round and was knocked out by eventual tournament winner Bart Gunn. Williams would return in early 1999 after missing some time due to the injury seconded by Jim Ross, where he would attack people with suplexes. Longtime manager Jim Cornette later said that Williams harbored ill feelings towards Ross following his disappointing WWF run. He had a brief run in WCW in late 1999, feuding with the Misfits and Vampiro. He wrestled sporadically over the next few years, including All Japan, WWE, and Major League Wrestling. He had his lone mixed martial arts bout in 2004 for K-1, losing in just 22 seconds to Alexei Ignatiev. In 2004, Williams underwent surgery for throat cancer. Told initially he just had six months to live, he was declared cancer-free by 2005. By 2006, he was back in the wrestling business, training and occasionally competing for Ohio Valley Wrestling. Following the death of longtime rival and friend Mitsuhara Masawa in June 2009, Williams decided to retire from wrestling. He wrestled his final match in October of 2009, just two months before he died. His final appearance came at a wrestling convention in New Jersey less than three weeks prior to his passing. But throat cancer by then had returned, and Williams' health quickly declined. The illness sadly would take his life. Williams was personally inducted into the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame in 2011. At the time of his passing, he was survived by his son, Wyndham, and two brothers, Jeff and Jerry. And there are no birthdays to report here, folks, for... uh, <clears throat> for um, for December the 30th. So let's go ahead and go on to um, to do today's wrestling history here uh, for uh, December the 31st. Let's see what we have. Let's see what we can what we have uh, up on tap here for you. Uh, 
Excuse me for a little bit delay here, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, I'm going to bring this up right here. And here we have, this is Russell's history for today, ladies and gentlemen, December 31st, the final day of the year. The state in 1891, William Muldoon, the first American Greco-Roman heavyweight champion, retires as champion. Muldoon had been champion since defeating Theobald Bauer on January 19, 1980, <clears throat> 1880, excuse me, in New York City. Day 1956, MS1 is born in Salvateria, Mexico. 1959, on this date, Ilo DiPaolo and Wimper Billy Watson defeat Don Leo Jonathan and Gene Kaminsky to win the NWA Canadian Open Tag Team title in Toronto, Ontario, beginning their second reign. 1963, the WWF held a TV taping at the Bridgeport Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Here are the results of the matches. Gorilla Monsoon defeated Klondike Bill by countout. Gorilla Monsoon once again uh, defeated, once, once again wrestled by defeating Bob Boyer. Klondike Bill defeated Pete Sanchez in the best two out of three falls. Match 2-0. to zero. Al Costello defeated, Johnny, uh, defeated Tim Woods, excuse me. Jerry Graham defeated Carlos Milano. Tony Nero defeated Manuel Soto. Frank Martinez defeated Umberto Mercado. And Chris Gelavaru defeated Pedro Rodriguez. On this date in 1974, Brian Sakota is born in Tokyo, Japan. And the Mighty Yankees defeat Danny Little Bear and Rocky Johnson for the NWA Macon Tag Team titles in Macon, Georgia. A couple more here in 1975 on this date. Vance Nevada is born in Brandon, in Brandon, Manitoba, and of course, Canada. 1975, Frank Goodish, of course, who was known as Bruiser Brody, defeats Rocky Johnson for the NWA Florida heavyweight title in Tampa, Florida. 1978, Ronnie Zuko is born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And also 1978, Killer Tim Brooks and Roddy Piper defeat Jonathan Boyd and Dutch Savage win the NWA Pacific Northwest Tag Team title. On this date in 1980, Matt Cross is born in Cleveland, Ohio. 1983, Rick Patterson and Randy Rich defeat Star Rider and Snake Williams in Cloverdale, British Columbia to win the vacant Vancouver NWA Canadian Tag Team title. 1984, Kevin Carey and Mike Von Erich win their third world-class six-man tag team title by defeating Chris Adams, Gino Hernandez, and Jake Roberts in Fort Worth, Texas. 1989, on this date, New Japan held an event at Luzhinki Stadium in Moscow, Soviet Union. The results were the following. Funaki Kobayashi defeated Takayuki Izuka. Yushin Locker defeated Black Tiger. Masahiro Chono defeated Shimur Zerozov by submission. Waka... Evelov and IWGP Tag Team Champion Shinya Hashimoto fought to a draw. Ricky Choshu defeated Victor Sangiev. Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Vladimir Berkovich. Habali Mikachev defeated Hiroshi Hase by submission. And Salman Hashminikov defeated Manny Fernandez. On his date in 1994, Brian Christopher wins his 16th USWA heavyweight title in Memphis, Tennessee, and then Tommy Rich's third reign. 2001, 
on this date, the 449th edition of Raw is War, a best of 2001 special edition aired on USA. The show got a 2.4 rating, the lowest of the year. Although this rating is a typical is typical of a highlight show, it was the lowest for Raw since October 27, 1997. The matches were featured were were the following: from Royal Rumble, January 21st of 2001, Jericho defeated Intercontinental Champion Chris Benoit in a ladder match to win the title. WrestleMania 17, April 1st. The Undertaker pinned Triple H after the last ride. King of the Ring, June 24th of the same year. Kurt Angle pinned Shane McMahon in a street fight after an angle slam in front of a sheet of plywood laid across the top turnbuckle. Rawls War, May 21st. Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho defeated WWF Tag Team Champions. Steve Austin, who was a WWF champion, and Triple H, along with Stephanie McMahon in his corner, in their corner, to win the title. When Jericho pinned Austin after Triple H accidentally hit Austin in the stomach with a sledgehammer, late in the match, Triple H tore his white quadriceps muscle while breaking Jericho's walls of Jericho uh, uh, he had on Austin. No mercy on October 21st that year, Tory Wilson pinned Stacey Keebler in a lingerie match after a handspring elbow. Survivor Series on November 18th that year, of course, that was the one that was in Greensboro, North Carolina, of course, folks. Team WWF, which included WCW champion The Rock, The Big Show, Chris Jericho, Kane, and The Undertaker, defeated Team Alliance, which is WWF champion Stone Cold, Kurt Angle, Booker T, <clears throat> Shane McMahon, and WWF hardcore champion Rob Van Dam in a winner-take-all elimination match. As a result, the Alliance had to disband. Invasion on July 21st, Rob Van Dam pinned WWF hardcore champion Jeff Hardy after the five-star frog splash to win the title. WrestleMania 17, Steve Austin pinned WWF champion The Rock in a no-DQ match to win the title. After hitting Rock 17 times with a chair that Austin got from Vince McMahon, after the match, in a sight fans never thought they would see, Austin and McMahon shook hands and drank beer. Also WrestleMania 17, Edge and Christian defeated tag team champions the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys in a TLC table gliders and chairs match and TLC match to win the title. And no way out February 25th, Triple H defeated Steve Austin in a three stages of hell match. Austin pinned Triple H with a, after a Stone Cold Stunner, and Triple H pinned Austin in a, in, a, in a street fight after a headshot with a sledgehammer and a pedigree. In the final fall, in a steel cage match, both men knocked each other out with weapons. Austin to Triple H with a barbed wire 2x4, and Triple H to Austin with a sledgehammer. At the same time, and Triple H fell on top of Austin. On his date in 2006, <clears throat> Nasuki Taiyo defeats Fuka at NEO's fourth junior all-star, The Dream and Future, in Tokyo, Japan, to win the JD Princess of Pro Wrestling title. On his date in 2007, the WWE's 762nd edition of Raw take two nights earlier at the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina, Arizona, USA, earning a 2.6 rating. The results were the following. In a dark match, Brian Kendrick defeated Nick Nemeth, who, of course, was Nikki in the Spirit Squad, and, of course, he would later on be known as Dolph Ziggler. Sunday Night Heat matches from that was as follows. Snitsky defeated Super Crazy, Gage Smith defeated David Owens, and Drew McIntyre defeated Charlie Haas. Monday Night Raw itself, Ken Kennedy pinned Shawn Michaels after the mic check after avoiding Michael's sweet chin music. 
with Maga pinned Jim Duggan at the, at the Samoan Spike to qualify for the 2008 Royal Rumble match. WWE Women's Champion Beth Phoenix defeated Mickey James and Melina in a triple threat match to retain the title by pinning Melina after a cradle suplex. Hornswoggle and William Regal with Vincent Mann fall to a no contest after Regal refused to hit Hornswoggle with brass knuckles despite several demands to do so by McMahon. Intercontinental Champion Jeff Hardy fought Santina Morella with Marita, Maria and Carlito to a no contest after Randy Orton appeared on the Titantron attacking Matt Hardy, but Jeff runs to the back to check on his brother. Rick Flair defeated Triple H by DQ when William Regal interfered and hit Flair with brass knuckles. As Triple H had Flair covered after the pedigree, Flair's career and Triple H's participation match were on the line. In a dark match after the show, Intercontinental Champion Jeff Hardy and Chris Jericho defeated and WF Champion Randy Orton when Hardy pinned after the Swanton. Two thousand seven on this day. Pro Wrestling Summit and Corey Kewen and Countdown Pro Wrestling, a Kind Tai Dojo and Dramatic Dream Team joint event was held at Corey Kewen Hall in Tokyo. The results were the following <clears throat> Spark Aoki, Ryu, Hugaji, and Yuki Sato defeated Takuma Obi Atusi Otashi and Kita Yano. General KY and Greg Kajika won a 17 battle royal. Minoru Suzuki defeated Suzuki Harada. Grand Hamada, strongest K tag team champion Taka Mishinoku, the great Suzuki and Ultimo Dragon, defeated <clears throat> Asian Cougar and Neo Fujira, great Takiru and Yujiro. Manabu Hara defeated Minori Sawa. Basso Boy Raito and Yoshihiro Takayama defeated Suji Ishikawa and Shinjitsu Nohashi. Jun Kasai, Jaki Numazawa, and Aoki Tanazaki defeated Saburo Inimatsu, Yuko Miyamoto, and Takishi Sasaki. B&B Hulk Independent World Junior Heavyweight Champion Koto Ibushi and Madoka de- defeated Don Fuji, Abdullah Kobayashi, and DDT Ironman Heavy Metalweight Champion Tenshiro Takagi with Ibushi pinning Takagi to win Takagi's title. Descending his seventh reign. <clears throat> and Suji Kondo, Yoshihito Sasaki, and Tatsuki Sekimoto defeated DDT KOD Openweight Champion Hiroshima, Tetsuhiro, and Kuroda, and Strongest Cage Champion, Kengo Mashimo. Ladies and gentlemen, if you see me for just one second, uh, I do have to step for just one second. I will finish, of course, the rest of history here in just a few moments. Please finish listening to our opening scene.
When you're hiring, you want qualified candidates fast, and it can be hard to know where to find them. More than 3 million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, Indeed helps you find great talent and make the right hires. Indeed is offering new users $50 credit to give their first job post premium visibility as a sponsored job. Redeem this offer at Indeed.com. Apologies there, folks. Audio. That's Indeed.com slash audio. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. <clears throat> My apologies for that, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, you heard a little bit of an ad there, of course, off of uh, our music source, Spotify. We thank you for allowing us to use that indeed. Let's continue on with t- t- tonight's wrestling in wrestling history. This day in 2009, WWE aired Superstars. Richard Trionfo, my apologies, yes, that's from TWInsider.com, filed the following report. It is the final WWE show of the year, and we get to see wrestlers from all three brands show how they will close out 2009. We begin with the Raw brand, and Jerry Lawler gets to celebrate the ball drop with a Divas match with their announcers Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole. Match number one is Melina versus Alicia Fox in a non-title match. They lock up and go into the turnbuckles with Melina, and Melina with a clean bracket, but Alicia pushes Melina, and then Alicia misses the clothesline when Melina shows her flexibility. Melina with a back kick and forearm, but Alicia with a northern light suplex and bridge, but Melina rolls through and gets a near fall. Alicia goes to the floor to frustrate Melina. Alicia heads to the back, and Melina brings Alicia back to the ring, Alicia sends Melina to the floor from the apron. Alicia gets a near fall and then slams Melina's head into the turnbuckles and pulls the hair while putting her foot in Melina's back. Alicia tosses Melina by the hair. Alicia with a full Nelson and camel clutch combination and Melina screams. Alicia slams Melina's head into the mat and Alicia with a forearm to the back and then she hits the backbreaker and stretches Melina on her knee. Melina with knees to Alicia to get out of the hold and then Melina kicks and trips Alicia and gets a near fall. Melina with a drop toggle that sends Alicia into the ropes with Melina and Melina with knees to the back. Melina sends Alicia to, into the turnbuckles and then she puts Alicia on the turnbuckles and then hits a double knee. Then she screams like a banshee before taking Alicia down by the hair. Melina with a forearm, uh, Alicia with an Irish whip, Alicia with a tell-the-world backbreaker as she misses a charge into the ropes and Melina screams very loudly. Loudly, Alicia lets go of the ropes for some reason to allow Melina to hit Code Red for the three count. The winner of the match is Melina. Of course, we they go to Ask the Divas and they get the, they get their New Year's re- resolutions, <clears throat> and they also go to commercial. They're back here. Of course, they go to a match from ECW. Uh, Brian Byron Saxon and Josh Matthews are the announcers. And, of course, match number two on Superstars is pitting Shelton Benjamin versus Vance Archer. Archer with a kick and punches, followed by a slap. Benjamin with a running tackle, and he punches Archer. Benjamin follows that with a Samoan drop. Benjamin punches Archer and kicks him, but Archer with a back elbow (coughs) and a full Nelson drop for a near fall. Archer punches Benjamin, and the referee warns him. Archer chucks Benjamin in the ropes, and then he hits a splash to the back, while Benjamin remains in the ropes. Archer with a kick to the back, and he gets a near fall. Archer with a reverse chin lock as he tries to wear down his opponent. 
Archer turns into a rear chin lock, and Benjamin gets to his feet, and he hits a jawbreaker to stop Archer. Benjamin with punches to Archer, followed by a kick. Benjamin with a forearm from the, from the turnbuckles, and then he punches Archer again. Benjamin with a, with a German suplex for a near fall. Archer with shoulders to Benjamin in the corner, and then he gets Benjamin up for a slam, but Benjamin escapes and then hits a, a stinger splash to the back. Benjamin tries for another one, but Archer moves, and Benjamin lands on the turnbuckles. But Archer trips him, and Benjamin is in the tree of woe. Archer ch- chokes Benjamin and then releases the hole for, at the last second. Benjamin slaps Archer while hanging in the corner. Archer kicks Benjamin in anger, and he does not stop before Ripper gets to five, and he disqualifies Archer. The winner of the match is Shelton Benjamin by DQ. After the match, Archer hits the inverted DDT on Benjamin. Crime time are walking in the back, and, of course, as they go to commercial. They're back with some SmackDown, SmackDown action as Todd Grisham and Matt Stryker take over the commentating position for the next match. Match number three is Crime Time taking on the team of Mike Knox and Charlie Haas. Knox and Shad start things off as they lock up with Shad with a side headlock. Knox with a forearm, but Shad tries for a shoulder tackle, but Knox stays on his feet. Shad tries for a fine shoulder tackle, but Knox stays on his feet. Shad gets Knox up for a slam and hits it, but he might have hurt his back trying to lift the big man up. But now he appears okay as he hits a shoulder tackle from the turnbuckles. Shad goes to the opposite side, but he comes down when Haas gets too close. This allows Knox to hit Shad in the knee and take him down. Haas tags in, and he kicks Shad in the leg as he works on the injured appendage. Haas with a leg drop, and then he puts Shad in a single leg grab that turns around into a modified step-over toe hold. Shad reaches for the ropes as he finally gets there, and Haas reluctantly releases the hold. Shad with punches to Haas, but Haas with a single leg trip to regain control. Knox tags in, and he hits a running knee into the leg while Haas holds it. Haas tries to torque the knee, and then he tags Haas back in. Haas kicks Shad in the leg. Haas runs into an elbow, and then Shad hits a clothesline, and both men are down. JTG tries to wield his partner to make the tag, while Knox returns to the match and keeps Shad in the ring. Shad with a kick, and then he kicks Knox away. JTG and Haas tag in, and JTG with the foot shoulder tackle, followed by a clothesline. JTG with a drop kick, and then he leaps into the corner and hits an X-factor for a near fall, but Knox breaks up the cover. Chad kicks Knox and then clotheslines him over the ropes. Haas with a super kick to the injured leg, but JTG with the wraparound clothesline for the three count. The winners of the match, prime time. They go to commercial, and they come back with a video package about Batista and his quest for the world title. They also have a raw rebound. It's, of course, time for the main event. From the raw brand, features the king of, the king of superstars and tag team action. Uh, match number four. Is MVP and Chris Masters with Eve Torres versus the team of Carlito and Jack Swagger. Porter and Carlito start things off, and they lock up with Carlito backing Porter into the corner. <clears throat> Carlito with a punch and then kicked in the corner, followed by more punches and kicks. Carlito with an Irish whip, but MVP floats over and hits a flying clothesline for a near fall. Carlito with a knee, and Swagger tags in as he connects with a forearm to the back. Swagger hit with a slam and leg drop for a near fall. Swagger with a key lock on, on MVP, but MVP with a flying forearm, followed by a clothesline and back elbow. Porter, I mean, MVP with a double thrust to the throat, followed by a face buster. And it's time to go balling as he gets the elbow drop, 
the Swagger rolls to the floor. MVP hits a Piscato on the Swagger as they, of course, go to the commercial. They are back on the air. Swagger is in control as he has MVP in an arm bar. We see footage from the commercial break when Carlito distracts MVP on the apron and Swagger knocks MVP off the apron. They are back to in-ring action, and Carlito tags in as he chokes MVP in the ropes of what's on the arm. Carlito gets a near fall and puts Porter in a key lock. Porter gets to his feet and he punches Carlito, but Carlito with a drop kick as he gets a near fall. Swagger tags back in and he hits a double sledge to the back and then he distracts Masters before pulling MVP into the center of the ring. Swagger locks the arms, but MVP with punches and, he's, and he tries to make the tag, but Swagger catches him. Swagger charges at MVP, but MVP with a belly to belly throw. MVP reaches out for the tag and finally makes his Carlito enters the match as well. Masters with a clothesline to Carlito and then he knocks Swagger off the apron. Carlito with an elbow to MVP. The Masters with a press slam to Carlito and it's time for a spectacular before the Master Lock is applied. Swagger comes in and gets a Master Lock of his own. MVP clothesline Swagger over the top rope onto the floor, but Masters forgets about Carlito as he hits a lung blower on Masters for the three count. The winners of the match, Carlito and Jack Swagger. And, of course, they go to credits, and, and of course, they wish everybody a very happy new year. On his day in 2009, TNA broadcasts a special New Year's Eve theme edition of Impact. Richard Trionfo filed the following TV report. Uh, while we're just something we want to do here is just read the... Uh, 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 Match number one, Mass and Rain taking on Hamada in the first round uh, tournament match with the knockouts title. Uh, Hamada defeats Mass and Rain in that. Match number two, Tracy Brooks takes on ODB in another first round uh, in a first round tournament match. The winner of that, ODB. Uh, match number three is Roxy taking on Velvet Sky in another first round tournament match. The winner of that match is Roxy. Roxy will face Hamada in the semifinals. Let's see here. Uh, match number four, Daphne takes on Awesome Kong in the first round tournament match. The winner of that match is Awesome Kong. Match number five, April Hunter and Lorelai Lee taking on Taylor Wilde and Sarita in a non-title match. The winners are Sarita and Taylor Wilde. We have a we have a, also a title match. Teenage champion AJ Styles takes on Samoa Joe and Daniels. The winner is, is still the TNA champion, AJ Styles. Match number six. Uh, Roxy, the Tate Ribs, takes on him versus Hamada in a semifinal tournament match with a knockouts title. The winner of the match is Hamada. ODB takes on Awesome Call in another semifinal match. The winner, obviously, is OD, believe it or not, is ODB. The final of the set will be ODB taking on Hamada.
They talk about some battle for glory, the team named World Heavyweight title match with AJ Styles versus Sting. And when AJ Styles wins that match there. Match number eight, of course, is Hamada taking on ODB in the tournament finals. And let's see. Uh, and ODB defeats Amada in the tournament. That ends that version of Impact right there on the state in 2010. GGW star Nick Gage turned himself in to face charges, stemming from his bank robbery of a New Jersey bank. Gage would eventually plead guilty and is currently serving a prison sentence. 2010, uh, say 2010, TNA broadcast uh, Impact. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, It looks like they may have this wrong. Apparently, they say this is TNA Impact, but uh, I think. I think this is uh, I think this is supposed to be uh, it's like SmackDown here. So we're just going to say that we're just going to say that because it looks like that. So. Uh, Big Show takes on Dashing Cody Rhodes. Big Show Big Show by wins wins the match by countout. Match number two, Drew McIntyre taking on Trent Beretta. Drew McIntyre wins that match. Match number three, Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the team of Kane and Alberto Del Rio. Edge and Mysterio win that match. Match number four, Layla and Michelle McCool take on Beth Phoenix and Natalia. The winners are Natalia and Beth Phoenix. Now it looks like it's supposed. It looks like it's supposed to be Raw. No, 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 I guess it is Matt now. It's this Matt now. Match number five is Dolph Ziggler with Vicky Guerrero in his corner, taking on Jack Swagger and Kobe Keeson in an, intercont- in an intercontinental title match. Dolph Ziggler wins that match there. On the stage 2011, former WWE and UFC champion Brock Lesnar announced that he was retiring from MMA after losing via TKO to Alistair Overeem in the main event of UFC 141 just minutes into the first round. Lesnar noted that he promised his wife, former WWE star Sable, that if he lost the fight, he would retire from MMA and was keeping his word. He noted that he had, had he won, he would have retired after fighting for the UFC title one last time. Lesnar looked as if he was there in name only, only during the fight, and never showed any serious sign of offense. This day in 2012, TNA ran in Albany, New York. Uh, this was filed by, I believe, Mary Briscoe at PW Insider. Uh, let's see what took place here. Uh, this is a small match right here. This is a small moment here. The pre-show meeting great was Morgan, Tara, Jesse, Samojo, Chavo Guerrero, and, and Hernandez. Austin Aries signed at Merchandise Table. Bevel Scott made it and did autographs with people that bought her action figure in the backstage area. They did the meeting, meet and greet. Christy Hemming did the announcing. 
The first match was Jesse Goddard with Tara versus Robbie E. They did a bro off to start. Jesse went over with a roll up and a handful of tights. After the match, they beat down E, but it was broken up by Velvet Sky. That led to Sky's match versus Tara. Velvet won by pinfall to reverse in a widow's peak into a roll up. They held a TNA tag team title match with Joey Ryan and Matt Morgan challenging Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez. Chavo and Hernandez went over after a frog splash on Joey. Austin Aries versus Bully Ray. Aries berated Albany and said the only town in New York he likes is Zazaki. After a long match with Locks and Godnot, Bully went over after reversing a brain buster into an ace crusher. They held an intermission with Earl's 10,000 matches t-shirt plugged as for sale. Doc and Devon versus James Storm and Samoa Joe. Devon and Joe bumped the ref and, and fight to the back. Another nice number of aces and eights came out and hit Storm with a hammer. Doc pinned Storm. Storm was laid out for, good, for a good five minutes after the bell. Main event was the TNA Championship match with Bobby Roode versus Jeff Hardy. Hardy wins after the twist of fate. Overall, a good show, but it was, weird. it was a weird setup of two matches after an intermission. They did a deal for 20 bucks After the show, your entire group would get a picture in the ring with Jeff Hardy. Uh, on this day in 2012, WWE broadcast Raw. And, uh, of course, it was in Washington, D.C. The announcers were Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler. John match, uh, first match pitted John Cena and The Miz versus Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow. Winners of Miz and John Cena. Match number two, Sergeant Slaughter took on Antonio Cesaro for the U.S. title. The winner was Cesaro. Match number three, Kane Daniel Bryan versus Heath Slater and Drew McIntyre for the tag titles. Winners of Daniel Bryan and Kane. Match number four, Dolph Ziggler with A.J. Lee and Big E in his corner taking on Sheamus. Winner is Sheamus by DQ. Match number five, Big Show takes on Ricardo Rodriguez with Alberto Del Rio in his corner for the world title. Winner was Big Show by DQ. Match number six, Kobe Kingston takes on Wade Barrett for the Intercontinental title. Winner was Wade Barrett. Match number seven, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins take on Ryback. Let's see here. Uh, It appears that this match might have been done. It looks like Ryback may have won it by DQ. And all in all, that's uh, uh, yes. And two more things to this day in 2013. Former WWE star Matt Stryker nabbed the role in a Star Trek film called Star Trek Equinox The Night of Time. And 2014 TNA's John Gaburik now that the company has signed Abyss to a new deal. Ladies and gentlemen, there's your history for both. You finished up yesterday's December 30th and also today's December 31st. Uh, let's go ahead and run down let's see all of our, what will be taking place here. Uh, 
as our as our what our shows will be taking will be taking care of with our shows here uh, this week here in the radio network. First off, I will let you know, ladies and gentlemen, that the Raw Radio broadcast team will be once again taking another week off, as of course tomorrow being New Year's Day. WWS Raw Radio will be returning next Monday, January the eighth, from three to seven, of course, for the first Raw Radio of two thousand and eighteen. So be sure to join uh, King and W.O. R.T. Smith, the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the plethora of guests as they, of course, discuss everything going on in the world of pro wrestling. And, of course, also, it takes about, uh, uh, of course, next Monday night's uh, Raw event, indeed, 138744. Uh, so next up, then we go to this Tuesday. Uh, as of course, first off, we'll start off with WWS Wrestling Revisited. Uh, of course, one three nine nine two six pound. Well, once again, excuse me, there, ladies and gentlemen. King Ice, of course, King and W.O. and the Iceman hop back into the WWS time machine and talk about a, wrestling, a moment from wrestling's past and also give an insight about what took place uh, what will take place tomorrow, on tomorrow night's edition of Monday Night Raw. Uh, and, of course, other discussions will be taking place. So be sure to join in for Wrestling Revisited uh, coming up tomorrow, uh, Tuesday night from 7 to 8 right here on TalkShoe.com. Call ID... One three nine nine two six pound. Uh, next up, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back on with WWUS Revolution. One three eight zero five five pound. As we, of course, will be um, be talking about. As we, as we will be, of course, talking about, uh, of course, tomorrow night's Monday Night Raw show, as well as, of course, uh, the latest wrestling news and views, and also history and birthdays. And also, of course, everyone will give their take on what happened on what happened with Monday Night Raw, like we said, from uh, tomorrow night. And also, some other fun stuff will take place, so be sure to join us here for our first WWS Revolution of 2018, which, of course, our live video feed will be from WWS NXT NG Alliance, uh, 138055-pound from 9 to 11 p.m. for Revolution. Give me there one one more second here, folks. Next up, of course, this Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, from 6.30 to 7.30, we report for our Triple Threat Wednesday. We'll start off with WWS Outside the Ropes. Join me and the Iceman, Jared D. Geraldo, as we bring you, of course, the latest pop culture news. Making the scene here, of course, for the first show of 2018. 
as well as, of course, we'll put JD in the hot in the fireproof suit for the hot seat movie trivia challenge <clears throat> as well. Let's see how he fares for the first go around here of 2018. Uh, the 141-387-pound from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. this Wednesday night right here on Talk Show. Do not miss out on this. Next up here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we'll have WWS Wrestling Debate as the NWO Madness Kingdom, of course, King and W.O., the Iceman, as well as the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, will be popping on here to give their make some big-time discussions and debates. We're talking about Raw, talking about SmackDown, and other wrestling news making the scene. Wrestling debate, of course, 139-925-pounds this Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. And, of course, once again, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back on with the Wednesday edition, the first one of 2018 of WWS Revolution. More wrestling news and views, more history and birthdays. Of course, our talk about Tuesday night SmackDown live broadcast, as well as, of course, some other fun things taking place. Plus, our live video feed will be from WWS HIAF Alliance. Uh, as well, so be sure to join us for Revolution. Call ID 138-055-POUND from 9 to 11 p.m. This Thursday night, we're, we're still not certain about Top Hill Inc. yet, but we'll keep you informed if we do have an episode of that. But we will have an episode of NWO Wolfpack here, the second installment, of course, the first Wolfpack of 2018. As our live video, the will be from the group, of course, Hardy Boys fans. Uh, of course, once again, more wrestling news and views, more history and birthdays, and more and other more fun stuff and big-time discussions coming your way. Be sure to join us here at 138-521-POUND for NWO Wolfpack. And, of course, this Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, will be the first Friday edition of Revolution of the Year. As we, of course, will be doing, our, as always, our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays for this coming Friday. Our live video feed will be from Ambrose Rollins Reigns Shield News. And, of course, we'll be having some other fun stuff going on here as well. Of course, it could be in the form of, like we always do, wrestling trivia, wrestling jeopardy, fantasy matchups. Um, you never know what, to be, what, we, 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 what we could be talking about here. So um, we'll, we'll keep you apprised of that here um, as, uh, as we get closer and closer. So Revolution will be coming up, this, like I said, once again this Friday night. Like I said, with live, live video feed from Ambrose Rollins Reigns Shield News coming up here, of course, this Friday night from 9 to 11, 138 pounds. Of course, right here on Talk Shoe. And of course, this Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m., of course, our first power hour of the new year. As we, of course, run down all of our shows here from this past week <clears throat> here on the radio network. We'll also bring you some history for this coming Saturday, as well as, of course, hopefully, we'll get bringing you an update on the number of downloads according to TalkShoe.com for this coming week. And other stories making the rounds, we'll definitely bring some here to you. So be sure to join us for Power Hour this Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. right here on Talk Show. Call ID 141-364-POUND. And unless anything else comes up, ladies and gentlemen, that is what we'll have here. That's what we have lined up here for for this week. Um, Let's see if there's any, before we go, though, um, let's see if there's any other, any, any wrestling, wrestling news making the rounds here.
411 Mania, of course, has been very good friends of the, of the WWS Radio Network throughout the year 2017, and we hope to continue to work with them here in 2018 as we bring you a few little stories courtesy of them tonight. First off, of course, from Jeremy Thomas. The Miz comments on his eventful 2017 and plans for 2018. The Miz posted to Instagram commenting on his successful 2017 and his plans for the coming year. You can see his post below in which he talks about being an Intercontinental Champion, starring in the Marine Six, hosting the Challenge, Chance vs. Stars Season 2, and also his impending fatherhood, and much more. Uh, of course, this is what he says on Instagram. 2017, a year where the IC title became the most talked about, most relevant, most prestigious title in at WWE, no title was featured more rather on live events, raw pay-per-view appearances, signings, and or TV radio interviews. I'd like to give all the credit to myself. WWE isn't a one-man show. It takes not only another dance partner in the ring, but so many people behind the scenes as well. Thank you to all help who helped make this happen. If you thought I was annoying in 2017, wait till I get an even bigger head in 2018. I host the Challenge Champs vs. Stars Season 2. From season one to season two, the range went up 20%. I applaud the cast for not only bringing the funny, the drama, and the competitive spirit that makes the show so entertaining, but for competing to raise money and awareness for charity. I love being able to come back to the place that allowed me to realize I could do anything I set my mind to. I started my fourth Marine movie, The Marine Six Close Quarters. My dad would always take me to movies when I was a kid. I would see movie posters and dream someday maybe that could be me. I am so proud and honored to be a part of this franchise. Our armed forces are, are the real action heroes. I saw that firsthand on the Holiday USO Tour. I shared the ring at WrestleMania with my wife in front of 75,000 in the audience and millions watching at home. I got to tag with my wife for the first time. I didn't think anything could be bigger until at Maurice Mazanin, Mazanin, but that's his real last name, is pregnant. My boys can swim and we'll be welcoming a baby girl in the spring. I can't wait to meet her, hold her, guide her, most importantly, love her the best I can. Maurice is the best tag team partner a man could ever ask for. I can't wait to tag her in for diaper duty. 2018 is the perfect year to set new goals. I'm excited to see where life takes me. I want to do the best I've ever done in WWE. I want to star in a movie to be released in theaters. I want to continue to host the challenge. I want to be the best dad I can be. I want to have the confidence to set goals that no matter how how out the reach they are. I know with hard work I will achieve them at 2017 best best nine. So, so we'll, have to see, we'll see what will be lined up here for the news coming up here in 2000, 2018. All right, let's see what else we have going on here. Another story coming up here. Um, Jeremy Thomas, Spoiler and Mania, once again brings us the story. It says, Kane says he feels kind of outgunned at the Royal Rumble. And he also talks about The Rock's presidential chances. Kane spoke with the Miami Herald for a new interview by his match against Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble and more. Uh, there's a video, in a, there's a video of, of this below, along with highlights via Wrestling Inc., but of course, we'll just we'll just bring you the story right here. On his match at the Royal Rumble, Kane says this: "It's an opportunity for me to become champion again, which those are rare. And at this point in my career, 
I didn't know if I'd see another one, Frank, frankly. So it's a great opportunity for me. I'm in the ring with two monsters. Make it three if you include me. But that doesn't happen very often for me. It doesn't happen very often where I go into a match feeling like I'm somewhat outgunned, which may be the case here when you have guys like Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman. There's going to be a lot of beef in that ring. The amazing thing about about those two guys is that they're just so awesome and athletic for their size. I mean, you hear people say, oh, he's a great athlete for his size. But these guys are great athletes. It doesn't matter what size they are. On his WWE status, I feel like I still go out and perform at a very high level every night. I tell people as long as I'm doing that, as long as I'm having fun doing what I'm doing, I will continue performing. When you look at the overall picture, I think that I think that, that a lot of what I try to do is now is help the younger guys refine their craft as much as possible. We have some tremendous talent that is on the main roster. Of course, people from NXT coming up. But the future is very bright for WWE. On The Rock considering a presidential run in 2024. Kane laughs as he says this. I think he would be insane to run for president. I'm going to leave leave that there. He's doing pretty well in movies. And if I were him, I don't think I would do that. I would absolutely turn down that nomination on my part. I'm pretty happy where I'm at. So there you have it there, folks, about uh, about Kane's opinion about The Rock running for president. Because you've heard him talk about you've heard You've heard a lot of talk out there about This is a very interesting story here indeed here, folks. The son of a, of course, a a late wrestling legend here remembers his father in a post about his first match. Brian Pillman Jr. posted an Instagram paying tribute to his father following his first match, which took took place on Saturday night. You can see the post right here below. See the post below. Pillman wrote the following. While I am normally a man of many words, I just don't know how I could sum up the way last night made me feel using only text. So here is a picture. Maybe it's worth a thousand words, maybe it's worth more, maybe less. But whatever you take from it, just know that that's the way I felt in this photo is the most alive I ever felt in my entire life. I received a lot of attention and congratulations after news broke of my independent debut, and I am blown away by the love from all of you. Just this once, though, I ask you for a favor. Whether it's a comment on Instagram, a direct message, or a tweet, I don't I don't want this set straight to me. I want you to type it all out as you normally would, but this time, before you hit that send button, I want you to send it to Brian Pillman. Not Brian Pillman Jr., not Brian Pillman II, I mean Big Brian, Brian Pillman Sr., the Hollywood blonde Brian Pillman, the loose cannon, my father. Whether it's it's a prayer, a mental note, or just a written letter, I want you to send it up above and let him know how you feel, how you feel about what he left behind for you, for me, for us, his legacy, because had he not given every ounce of life force that he had for this world, had he not made every heartbeat count, then I certainly wouldn't be here today. And, of course, professional wrestling just wouldn't be the same as we all know and love it. Thank you to everyone for reaching out to him. Thank you to Scott Romer for capturing this moment. 
Thank you, Dad, for this amazing gift called pro wrestling. So all very awesome there, of course, and tribute to his, like I said, to his to his late father, truly a great superstar in his own right, of course, and that is, a, and that is, of course, like I said, the legendary, the late loose cannon Brian Pillman. My personal opinion here in WWS, we have heard a lot of us have said that this man, like I said, Brian Pillman, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. At some point down the road, I hope they do. I hope they really do. I hope they really consider putting this putting this man in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it'll be so. I'm sure it'll be a thrill for this young man right here to to possibly induct <coughs> and to induct his father into the Hall of Fame. But you see the picture there, ladies and gentlemen. Which I actually posted this story. On the Revolution Radio Facebook page, if you want to get a chance to go back, go and read read that story. Uh, definitely, like I said, you could tell, like I said, the family resemblance there between him and his father. Uh, very, very big time there indeed. Uh, and also, we got a couple more things we'll bring here. Jeremy Thomas brings us here. Some WWE news here as Elias performs the song Hotline Bling by Drake, plus also some wrestling birthdays. There was pops and wrestling birthdays today. Elias performed an acoustic version of Drake's Hotline Bling during last night's WWE live event in Toronto, Canada. Toronto is Drake's hometown. There's a video of the performance on this page. We're going to go back and look at it. Of course, Omar at EC3 wins LOL post on Twitter today. Elias singing Hotline Bling is exactly how I wanted 2017 to close off. And also two birthdays. Happy birthday to former NXT star Danny Birch and Matt Cross, who is the son of Havoc. We celebrate birthdays today. Birch turns 36, while Cross is now 37. And also, one more quick story here that we'll bring you here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's more Jeremy Thomas, like I said, uh, helping us helping us not close out the, the show here. Uh, um, there's some, a couple more extra pieces of WWE news. An update on the statuses for, for tomorrow night's Raw on Paige and Braun Strowman. And also a fan, uh, fan notes from a Tampa house show. Page and Braun Strowman are both expected, expected to be at Raw tomorrow night in Miami, Florida, according to, according to PW Insider. Strowman was off the holiday tour due to illness, while Page was sent home from the tour due, due to an injury suffered during Wednesday's show in Uniondale, New York. There is no confirmation whether they'll be cleared to return to the ring or not. The site has also has, has the following notes from a fan who attended the live event in Tampa, Florida on Saturday. And the fan... Uh, and the note from the fan reads as follows. The attendance was 7000 Rusev was super popular. T-shirts cost $35. TV spots promoted the event announced Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Randy Orton. They featured a six-man tag for some reason. They dimmed the lighting during the main event, and it looks terrible in such a big arena. I've read this complaint from other shows. and saw it myself tonight. It looked bad. Uh, so, 
So they may be hearing something about that here soon. So you never you never know here, but uh, so ladies and gentlemen, there you are. There were some, like I said, some extra a little bit a little bits and pieces of uh, wrestling news here to close out the week as we start winding down here, ladies and gentlemen. Fifteen minutes till, of course, the new year. <clears throat> And uh, like I said, we're going to do a quick check here to see if we can just see if we're going to be able to give you any updates concerning the the downloads here. If we can't, then like I said, we will continue to send. Uh, we did send a message to TalkShoe. Uh, apparently, they have not received the message as of yet because they have not updated anything since last month. So we're going to have to continue our very very best, ladies and gentlemen, to to bring to. Uh, to, uh, to bring this here to you as best as we can. But in the meantime here, we will keep you informed on this. Like I said, if we get any updates here during the week here on the radio network, we will definitely, like I said, bring them here, bring them here to you. But uh, in the meantime here, folks, before we, go, before we leave tonight, I wanted to say, It has been a very a unique honor and a unique privilege. Speaking for myself, T Smith, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Dice Man Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, uh, Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler, uh, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, the Last Kicker Anne Marie Rickenbach. As well as, of course, some of our friends we haven't heard from in a while, including the JML Experience, the Big IQ Jeff Teeters, Rhonda Rush Wright, uh, the Low Down Kendrick Smith, and of course a lot of others, um, Heavy Metal and Wolf Queen, of course, who who've come on several different times, and, and of course uh, the Rattlesnake and Neil Patel. Uh, I I do want to let you know that 2017 has been a very unique year here in the radio network. We've had our ups, we've had our downs, but most importantly here, folks, we've had we've had one heck of a ride. We've, we've brought you the best from everything from the Warrior Rumble to WrestleMania, to SummerSlam, to Survivor Series, all the events in between, Rawls and SmackDowns and TNA slash Global Force Wrestling, uh, Ring of Honor news, uh, UFC news. Uh, we've done everything here from wrestling, from wrestling uh, trivia, wrestling Jeopardy, movie trivia, uh, our trivia championship series has made its return. Uh, more groups have been added in the WWS stable of groups. Uh, we talked about, of course, the return of one of the most legendary events of all time. You know, I'm making even though as a live event this year, and that is of course Starcade. Uh, we we had sadly though we had a lot of passings of course in the entertainment world as well as of course in the wrestling world um, but all in all ladies and gentlemen WWS has had its share of like I said of everything of everything going on in the wrestling in the wrestling in the wrestling genre as well as the entertainment genre as well 
I'd like to say all the people that I've just mentioned here tonight, I do want to thank them for being, for being, like I said, for sticking, sticking near me, being by my side, as we continue to bring up some of the best, best things going on here in the, we continue to bring, bring in the, the best stuff going on here in the, in the wrestling world as well as the entertainment world here as well. In 2018, we strive to bring you a little bit more. Revolution Wolfpack, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, <coughs> Raw Radio, <coughs> uh, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, Top Heel Inc., and of course, we hope to bring back, of course, WWS Wrestling Profile, GFW Main Event, uh, WWS Women's Revolution, WWS Attitude Radio, <coughs> Of course, more promos will be coming your way as well. WWS India Outlook, of course, we weren't able to get off the ground like we wanted to this year, but but this coming year will be the year that it makes its triumphant return. We'll keep you informed on that whenever we do have it all situated. But without these people that I mentioned, WWS this right here would not reach its pinnacle. We hit a lot of a lot of key moments here. With, of course, Revolution, the, 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 of course, the first show on the radio network, of course, the birth of the radio network reaching a pinnacle right now as it now has over 400 episodes under its belt. The other shows, of course, are striving and thriving to do what they can to get by. But, of course, like I said, all of our, all of our shows here, of course, bring you the best talk, whether it's myself or KNWO or the Iceman or uh, the Blackwood or anybody who oversees them. Like I said, we we do what we can here to bring you the best. So on behalf of everyone here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, I want to say a very happy new year, a very prosperous new year. And I do hope 2018 turns out well for you as it hopefully will for us. This is WWS, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here saying have a terrific evening out there, folks. Um, this has been a promotion, of course, of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Take care of yourselves out there. We will see you in the ring here in 2018. Take care of yourselves and each other. And as always, and I do mean always, ladies and gentlemen, in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, God bless everyone, and have a terrific, terrific evening. Good night, all. Happy New Year.